Welcome back, everybody, into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. As promised, joining me now, as he will, each Monday throughout at 745, Louisiana softball coach Jerry Glasgow. Uh, Jerry, I, I know you guys got in really late last night slash early this morning from Birmingham, so I appreciate you waking up early with me, but... um. I guess the long bus rides home, they're always good whenever you can come back and, and still have that perfect record intact. Yeah, it, it's been a lot longer, you know, if you uh, don't play well and st- stump your toe over there. And girls played great. Pitching was great. And so it made for a fun bus ride home. And and uh, I was really so keyed up. When I got home, I couldn't go to sleep. So then I don't know what time it was, probably 4 a.m. before I could get finally doze off and go to sleep and and uh but it makes it really easy to get up when you're you know when you're off to a good start and avoid that first first loss on the first weekend because it's really easy to to do well it's been so long since you guys last played was there part of you that when when first pitch finally began on saturday against jacksonville state you were like all right it's actually happening was there a small part of you that's like is this ever going to happen yeah, absolutely. I was just like, we're never going to play. And then, you know, to go through eight cancellations to start the season after losing the last 32 regular seasons last year, it is really, you know, tough on the kids and coaching staff and, and I'm sure our fan base to, to stay positive and to, to, you know, to keep the faith, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I was finding myself trying really hard to be negative at times and frustrated. Uh, I felt like we were so ready to play two weeks ago, and it just really disrupted our preseason uh, timing and repetitions and plan to have to wait another eight days to play. But it is what it is, and the girls were brilliant. Uh, they were really good. They did whatever we had to do to win. And uh, I was happy with the weekend. Uh, Kendra Lamb, she had her outing since the 2019 season and uh, got off to a strong start in your opener. Um, I think she retired nine straight to start the game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, your thoughts overall on her on her performance this weekend in each appearance and just in terms of her pitching? Is there is there something that, you still want to see out of her? Where are you at in terms of just her opening this year? Because I know you guys plan on counting on her quite a bit this season. Yeah, I'm extremely proud of Kendra Lamb. Uh, it's one of the bright spots for our future. And, uh, you know, she's start off with she's an excellent student, uh, a really good student, a really good student athlete, a really good person that makes great decisions and we you know she's been here three years we've never had a discussion on uh, not one discussion in three years on anything you know disciplinary or she just does her job and really a blessing to us as a coaching staff and and the thing about that i like about Kendra, i admire about Kendra, and i wish that kids in the you know kids in the united states right now we 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 don't want to be patient we want everything to come to us fast and easy. And Candor sat here 
two years, redshirted last year when I asked her to redshirt because I just did not want to waste a year with her behind class in summer. Um, and I, because I, I believe she can be special. I believe she can be really good. She's got to do a lot of work and got to really develop. But, uh, you know, she came all the way from Australia. And I, I tell her all the time, you know, you didn't come all the way from Australia to be average. You come from Australia to be great. So just work really hard and remember that you came over here. The purpose you came for was to be great, not average. And I think I think you're going to see Kander Lamb over the next two and a half years develop into a really special college pitcher. And I thought you could see, you know, it's been two and a half years right now that we've been into this project, and it's a five year it's a five year deal. And uh, I thought she'd come out and made a huge statement about who she was. She was throwing really hard. She just continued to get better, even her fielding you know, which was a challenge for her when she first got here. She just worked really hard and improved it. And uh, I, I can't say enough about the enthusiasm I have for what she's given us, uh, given our ball club on a daily basis. Coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest, uh, Summer Ellison was Summer Ellison. Um, in, in game two on Saturday, you needed her to be a one nothing win over UAB and – when we spoke a few weeks ago, you you pointed out that you know her her what she does in practice doesn't always meet necessarily or coincide with what she does in the circle on game day. But uh, and that's just to say the high level of play on game day, coach. And uh, it fe- it felt like at least you know in listening to, to to Steve and Bobby and following the game that she picked up right off. Yes, you know, like she must be the ultimate gamer. You know, that's Bobby Navo said that yesterday, and I said that's right. I guess so, because all spring that was been the question mark is when the games start in February. Is summer going to be summer? You know, is she still going to be that person that we've come to know and 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 got to watch in these brilliant performances in the in our raging Cajun uniform and. That was my big question. I mean, the first scrimmage of the spring, I think she gave up 15 runs in four innings and 14 of them were earned. And one of the last scrimmages, she she gave up seven home runs. And you're like, you're shaking your head. But what she, what she's doing is she, she, you know, I talked to her after the, the scrimmage where she gave up seven home runs. Are you okay? And she said, yeah, I'm good. She said, I like that. And when they hit like that, that's good. That gives them confidence. Well, she's just serving it up. I mean, she's going out there. And how you could be that competitive in a game and in practice be that unselfish and just serve it up for your teammates and let them hit. <laughs> that's amazing to me. And uh, I, I, I I can't do that. I, I don't want to lose any time, ever. <laughs> I just never want to lose. I don't want to lose one inning. And yet Summer's personality is, Let's, let them have fun in practice. It doesn't matter. But when it matters, she becomes this ultimate competitor. And so we're we're beyond beyond uh, exuberant, happy, celebrating that Summer Ellison, Summer Summers, I guess, Summer Ellison Summers is still Summer Ellison. Thank goodness. Because, you know, and that was one of the questions I had when you go through your wedding and you're married and you're obviously into the next chapter of your life. Are you still going to have that same desire, that same inner, you know, 
the guts that make her a great pitcher, all those intangibles. And does that change just a little bit somehow and knock her off her path? To... So I, I really was concerned. And then I'll be up. I mean, I, she knows it. Everybody knows it. I was really concerned. And I said, if we, I, I, I made the statement home to my wife last week. If Summer Ellison walks on that, out on that mound and pitches the same as Summer Ellison has pitched the last three years, I'm going to be absolutely amazed. And it defies all things that a coach would say about practice. But she would, she sure did. And she was absolutely brilliant. I told her in the fifth inning, I said, we're going to have to win this game one to nothing. Don't lose focus. We got six outs. We're going to have to win one nothing. You're going to have to win this game. And because I wanted her to stay really, she really, that's her, that's her key is if she doesn't, doesn't waver in her focus, if she stays focused, she's just so amazing. And, and she did. She just went out there and locked it down and played through a, a we even put a runner on second with a, a, a an error and put her in a horrible position. And she strikes out a batter and gets the key out when we needed it. And so anyway, to, to answer your question, it's, I've spent a lot of time on this question, but I think it was the biggest key question about our program going into season was would Summer Ellison Summers still be the old Summer Ellison? And she was, and she was fantastic. And, and I'm telling you, I know people listen on the radio, and you can't see on video the movement on her pitches this weekend was actually, I think, equal to any of the games I've ever seen her pitch. Her movement was phenomenal. The ball was dropping and the ball was rising. The ball was curving. Changeup was deadly. She was really good. So that's a great sign for our ball club over the next three and a half months. Coach Jerry Glasgow, uh, head coach of the number eight ranked Louisiana Rage Cajun softball team, our guest. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to hear you talk about it, Coach, in that you know, you're talking to your wife. It, it sounds like something that might have kept you up at times at night. Is she going to be able to do what she's done? And uh, she did that and more on Saturday. And I is surprise the wrong word? Was it just not necessarily a surprise for you, but just more of the unknown? And then it was just an emphatic yes, if if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, relief would be the right okay. word. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> You know, I knew it was possible that she could do it. My wife would t- tell me, you know, we, I mean, this has been happening since January. I come home like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> what's wrong with summer? Is, is summer going to be summer? Or is that just her lack, lackadaisicalness in practice? And my wife said, Jerry, relax. She's, this is what we see every January. She'll be fine in February. Relax. You know, reassuring me that it was going to be okay. And, she, my wife was right. Thank goodness. I was, um, I was just worrying for no reason. But that's what we get paid to do—to worry, and we we get paid to be sure nothing uh, slips by us. And but it was a huge, a huge relief to me. And and you know it's so funny. You saw it like she literally came in relief the first game and threw three pitches and struck out a kid to get us out of a key inning in the first game of the year. And those three pitches. They dropped. It was a friend of mine from Illinois whose daughter was batting in. She threw three of the sickest drop balls you ever saw and struck that young lady out in this one, two, three. <laughs> and you knew right then Summer Ellison is back. 
And it was a it was an emphatic statement that she made. It was a huge statement. I, I made the statement yesterday dug out. I can only imagine what the transfers, Sierra Bryant, Justice Mills, Jenna Keene from Arizona. I, I can only imagine what those kids from the Pac-12 teams and the SEC teams has come in here because they never saw Summer Ellison except in practice. They only saw the Summer Ellison that we saw in January. Their jaws had to drop when they saw her in a game because it's inexplicable what she does. I can't name any other athlete in 13 years of college softball coaching, that, 13 years of college coaching that even comes close to having that kind of switch over from practice to a game. But I'm sure they just sat out on the field and were amazed. Uh, at her performance and the change in her performance. Jerry Glasgow, I guess. I, I, um, I got to ask you now, Coach, because you said it was, it was a worry, it was a concern. Your wife's like, relax, it's fine. What, what's the, you know, I mean, like you said, you get paid to worry. So what's, uh, what's the biggest worry now after opening weekend? Is there, what's, the, what's the top concern for you? You guys are 4-0 and and, and you're getting ready for – a lot of games this week. What's on the top of the list now that uh, that it's no longer summer? Uh, just chemistry, team chemistry. We're talented. Like this team is, this team is really talented. This team is. It's got all the talent. It's got every physical thing inside the clubhouse. We need to win a national championship. Now, can we? Can we be? Can we develop that? You know oneness that togetherness that it takes to really win and 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 here's the challenge for our ball club we don't have time to fiddle around we need to get it together and we need to play big games this weekend against lsu and oklahoma state we need to be together by then and that's not even fair to ask them. you know it's not fair to ask them to gel into that type of team chemistry at this point but you know they don't even have to be a hundred percent to win those games all they have to be is that 95%. I think we can win all those games. This team is talented. So the only thing I'm worried about is, is the chemistry part, the jail part. You know, we got so many tools and we put Torres out in the outfield yesterday just to let her relax and get her back going. And she's going to be a great player for us. She plays a game uh, in a different style than I, what's, what I'm used to and what I really prefer. But this kid can play. And and I'm learning how to coach her. I want her to, when she leaves here, I want her at the end of the year. So hopefully, I mean, this is what you want with every kid you recruit. You want them to leave and say, man, that was a great experience. And I think she has the talent and tools to absolutely make that happen. Um, but it's just an example where, you know, we put her in the outfield yesterday, and she's not practiced the outfield all year. So it's uh, we're, we're going to have to do a lot of coaching, and we're going to have to do a lot of adjustments on little things, but the talent in the dugouts there now, can we become a chemistry? Can we, can we become a team and have the team chemistry that we need to win games? And, and, uh, that's it. And the other part that a challenge for the team that this is a difference between, you know, when you talk about top 10 college softball versus college softball, it's, there's a lot of pressure being a top, you know, playing at that level and carrying the load or the mental load that you have to have to, to, to 
the focus that you have to have on a daily basis to be a top 10 team and the intensity you have to learn to play with because when you get in the Super Regional and the World Series, in the dugout, I can't describe even the intensity that you have in those dugouts because you only got an hour and a half to figure out how to win that game against another team that's just as good as you are. And so I want to be, I want that intensity in the dugout to be that way right now. <laughs> I want it when we get there in May, I want that intensity in the dugout that kids have played like that for 56 games. And, and so I know right now the intensity in our dugout, it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's shutting down some of our players. They just can't think like simple things like get a signal, you know, they can't, it freezes them up because of the intensity. And so we're, we're going to work through that. We're going to, we're going to overcome that here real quick. And, and we're either going to overcome it by being able to execute flawlessly or we're going to let somebody else, we're going to overcome it by somebody else is going to do the execution and I'm going to watch. So we either execute or we don't. And we're, so we're battling that right now. And that's a battle for our ball club. And, and we're going to, we're going to demand excellence every single day. And, and, uh, those are the things that, that concern us as coaches right now. ESPN 1420.com. I'm Scott Frather. We're visiting with Raging Cajun head softball coach, Jerry Glasgow. Um, you guys are about to play eight games over a six day stretch beginning tomorrow. Um, a lot of softball in front of you here. And <clears throat> after the long wait, like you said, uh, you guys are coming out, and, and there's a lot of games stacked one on top of the other. Um, hopefully, we can get them all in. I know, knock on wood, just it seems like in the last year, that might not happen with the way things have gone. Uh, you mentioned Gutierrez. I wanted to ask you about Sierra Bryan. Uh, you referenced her briefly, but the transfer from Georgia, uh, she was tremendous. You know, the win uh, against UAB, the one nothing win or big hit there, but seemed like all weekend um, she was just – kind of fit like a glove right in and just I, I'm I, I'm not in there like you are you see your practice you see things about the game that somebody like me would never see but you're the head coach you notice things so I just want your honest perspective of her first weekend playing for the Raging Cajuns yeah Sierra Bryant Sierra Bryant she's really good uh, she's extremely talented I mean so Sierra's a girl that I found in seventh grade, saw her play, and her speed and her unique combination of power, even though she's tiny, the quickness of her hands, you could see it. Like in seventh grade, you could see the elite quickness of her hands and the speed in her in her legs. And so now to finally get a culture, it's just I'm really enjoying having her around. She she understands intensity. She played for a great coach over at Georgia. Uh, coach Lou is a she's a taskmaster, you know. And anybody that plays for Coach Lou and and is able to be under her for a period of time is going to be tough as nails. So she's got that toughness that we know we need already. It's in her back pocket and and. So it was no surprise to me. She come out, so kind of like Summer Ellison, you know. She just stepped it up a notch uh, this weekend, and thank goodness I thought her and you know along with her, you know, like Rain O'Neill was phenomenal, and and Melissa Mayu was phenomenal. So we had some kids that Alyssa Dalton was really good, but 
but those kids stepped it up to another level this weekend and and that's what we got to have every weekend is somebody step it up and do their job and 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 along with a bunch of other athletes on our roster uh, that are extremely talented Sierra Bryant's one of those kids and so when a, when a really 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 talented athlete has a great weekend they make a huge impact and this weekend it was her right off the bat to make a statement to our ball club and make a statement to our fans and make a statement to our program who they are and you're going to see that happen throughout the year by, you know, by different players. And that's, that's why this ball club's respected and, and people all over the country that really know softball know how good this team is because, you know, they're all, there's just a lot of athletes on this team that can make a huge, a huge statement on any given weekend. Coach, what's the key here this week? Final question. Um, like we mentioned, on the schedule, eight games over uh, six consecutive days, um, you know, big big time competition in 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 some of these games. Is it is it earlier offense? What's the biggest key in your mind to to having just a really successful week that you know you guys are going to be happy about and proud of come Sunday evening? Well, the biggest key every week this year is going to be that COVID test on Tuesday morning. <laughs> that's that's the number yeah, one obstacle in the And so we're going to get used to that. And we really worked hard this weekend. I mean, we ate every single meal in our hotel room, and we never stopped at a restaurant. We never stopped at a gas station. You know, you're talking about kids went a seven-hour bus ride, and they never got to go in a gas station, go to the bathroom. Uh, we stopped one time at a rest area last night. So we, we're going. I understand the opportunity of this ball club, and I understand the importance of this team. Uh, we're going to try to navigate our way through this season. It's going to be filled with some landmines, I'm sure, with the COVID testing and the COVID situation. But that's our obstacle right now. Now, behind that, real short, we I'm hoping when we got home, we had we played two games late, and they weren't back-to-back. It was a game, set out a game, play another game, and then got on that bus, and we got up at 2 o'clock. And we had kids, their backs were really hurting last night when we got off the bus, and legs were you know, it was it was absolutely not an ideal situation to get home. And so I'm hoping our recovery goes good and we're ready to play again on Tuesday night when we get to Eastern here. Um, that's that's my second concern is just the early season health of our ball club after that huge, long road trip, especially with our pitching staff. Um, in a perfect world, we're at home and on opening weekend and they go in the training room and get really good post-therapy post-game therapy and, and rehab, and we, we didn't get to do any of that. So that's really a huge concern of mine, and I'll, be, I'll feel really good tomorrow night when I get to see our kids on the field and, and know that they're healthy, and I hope that turns out to be the case. But that's my second biggest concern. And then beyond that, just playing all these games this week are going to be great. It's going to be warm weather. Um, and so I, I think that part will be really good. We practice. We've practiced all we need to practice. It's time to compete, and that's what we need. We need to get on the ball club, out on the field as a ball club and compete. So I'm not worried about the schedule or the overload of games. I think that's going to be good for us, but I am worried about just the simple COVID testing. Um, We masked up. We did everything exactly by the book. Uh, I'm proud of the girls, the way they bought in and the way they, they respected the rules and the maturity with which they handled themselves this weekend, I'm really proud of. So um, um, that's the only thing I'm uh, – my number one concern is COVID. My number two concern is our just our recovery from the 
hard weekend of competition on opening weekend. And uh, if we can get on that field tomorrow night with all of our players and everyone uh, relatively healthy, um, it's going to be a fun week. Coach Jerry Glasgow, Rage Occasion softball coach, has been our guest. We'll be talking to him each Monday throughout the season at 745 on Monday mornings right here on the Great Scott Show, ESPN 1420. Jerry, appreciate you waking up early with me after the uh, the long bus trip last night. Congrats on the uh, successful weekend, and we look forward to airing all those games this week, man. Yeah, you know, with the fan base we have here in Lafayette, I think the one thing we owe every day is to be thankful for them, and then a big part of showing your appreciation and and the thing that you owe the fans by being thankful is just to give them information. They want to know about our program, and so I'm glad to wake up. I get up at 4 o'clock to share with our fan base about our team and our program, and I really appreciate them. And, you know, it's going to be a tough year, and I, I want to hold our fan base together because I want – you know, I think about Sierra Bryant and Justice Mills and these kids that are coming here for one year. They're never going to get to see Lambson Park be Lambson Park. And I hate that for that group of athletes. But I want to make sure we got that fan base intact next year. And to the kids that get it, you know, they come from all over the country. At least Jenna Keene will be back for another year. But that's Foreman will be back for another year. And I'm sure Sierra Bryan and Justin Mills are going to stick around. You know, they're, I hope they'll stick around and finish their Masters. And at least they're going to always be a part of our program. And we want we want them to see Lamb Park with 3,000 people in it next year when we play LSU. And and get to see what it is. So I'm glad to share with our fan base. I, I really thank you and all the people that cover our program. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you because you're that key connector between us and those fans that are so important to our program. All the best, Coach. Appreciate the kind words, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. All mm-hmm. right. Great stuff from Head Coach Jerry Glasgow. We'll shift gears, talk Cajun Bay.